What is up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Round Two Podcast. This is Nikki, and I have a very random list of things that I decided I wanted to talk about today. Uh, first and foremost, if you have a or an A-L-E-X-A in your house, um, did you know that there's a thing called whisper mode? I learned about that yesterday morning, and let me tell you, it's really, really creepy. Um, I typically will ask what the weather is when I get up in the morning, just because I want to know, do I need a sweatshirt or not? We've already talked about at length how it's been an odd, chillier summer, so I like to know. Um, yesterday, apparently I didn't speak as loud as I normally do. So she asked me if I would like to turn on whisper mode. And then she whispered the weather back to me and it was the creepiest thing ever. So thankfully you can turn that off. Um, but yeah, and I know that there's a lot of discussion about, you know, are there people listening in on these devices. There was recently an article that I read where some guy had been kind of like locked out of all of his devices because of something that somebody had thought they overheard. And so they took it upon themselves at Amazon to lock him out of all of his devices. And it was really, I guess it was like a really smart home that this man had, which that is just bizarre um, and totally not okay. Uh, I still am at the point where I do find the value in having these little devices scattered throughout the house, but I do sometimes wonder, you know, should I pull the plug on that? (laughs) Literally, right? Um, But I will say I really like the music stations. I use the Amazon Music all the time. My favorite station is called Neon Chill Radio, and it's just a lot of, you know, um, music, no words, mostly no words. Some songs have words, but most of them don't. And I really, really like it. It's nice when you just kind of want to focus in on something. It's nice when you're maybe cooking dinner, just hanging out or have some friends over and you don't want, you know, all of the words blaring out through the speakers. It's just nice background. So I've been really into that type of music lately. It's made me made me very happy. So anyway, we will see. So we talked a lot, we, I talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about habits. And one of the things that I wrote down on my list of things I wanted to talk about today was habits that suck. And I think that there's some truth in calling some of the habits that we have habits that suck, because some of the things that I think we do, or I mean that we enjoy or no, hold on, scratch that backspace, not enjoy some of the habits that we choose to do while they are beneficial to us. They better our lives. They do things. Some of them do suck for lack of a better word. Um, but I more wrote that down in terms of trying to get into a habit. Cause I've been sitting here wondering how come some habits that I know are really good for me, I struggle to get into Um, a couple of weeks ago, I realized that if I make a to-do list at night before I go to bed, it really does set me up for some more success the following day. Um, it's kind of like I wake up, I already have a few things on there that I want to do and then I can add to it as I go. But I noticed I did that for about a week and then I stopped and I thought, why have I stopped doing that? It's not like it's hard. 
Um, but it just kind of, it's, but it's also not like it's fun, I guess. Maybe that's, that's why. But I also think that a lot of the habits that I have right now, I wouldn't say they're necessarily fun, but they're positive. For example, making my bed. I make my bed every morning when I get up. Now, do I love doing that act? No. Is it hard? No. Does it take a lot of time? No. So, but, and then when I walk into my room at the end of the day and I see a nicely made bed, does that make me happy? Yes. So is it worth the, what, 90 seconds it takes to actually do every morning? Yeah, I would, I would argue to say it does. Um, so I guess making a to-do list, is it something that I'm going to love doing? No, but if I do it, then I feel like I am setting myself up for greater success. And I will say that all this stuff is really like on the personal side of my life. I feel on the professional side of my life, I am pretty organized. Um, you know, I've got a calendar obviously that I use to do that. That was another habit that I struggled to get into. Um, work calendar always been totally fine. No problem. Personal calendar. I used to like to write things down, have it in a little notebook that I carry it around with me. And then, um, as time went on, I was kind of more like, ah, I can just keep all this stuff in my head. But then I really started utilizing my work calendar as just my, you know, end all be all calendar. And now I put everything on there and it's actually been a big benefit because number one, it's always there. So then as I'm clicking through the work week and I can see what do I have going on for work, I also see, you know, what I have going on during the week and, or that coming weekend. So then I can decide what I want to do with the balance of my time. But I also think that it's freed up some space in my brain. And what I mean by that is I'm no longer, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some dates that are definitely stuck in my head for some things that I have upcoming, mostly because I'm really, really excited about them. Um, but otherwise I think that because I'm not having to try so hard to remember all of my, you know, personal and social plans, it's just like freed up some space in my brain for other, other things. I don't know. I could be totally wrong and it could just be that like, I'm not remembering things, (laughs) but either way, uh, it, you know, it's, I think it's a good thing, but I also, Acknowledge that that habit took a while for me to get into. So I'm thinking that maybe this like to-do list habit is one of those ones where it's like not that fun, but at least I'm getting into it. So I don't know. TBD, stay tuned on that one. Um, Has anybody else noticed that customer service is literally non-existent these days? I mean, it's to the point where we're paying for services and in some cases is goods and services. And by that, I mean like ordering something from Amazon and it being delivered to your house. Like you're ordering the good, the services, them delivering it to you. And like now you can actually click in there. Like I want to pick it up. So it's like now they don't even want to deliver it to you. They want you to go out and pick it up. Um, I had new property insurance or a new property insurance company for my house. I had to download an app and do the property inspection myself. And I mean, while was the app easy to use? Yes. Was it convenient because I did it on my own time? Sure. But I also am kind of like, I'm paying for this insurance. Why are you no longer having somebody come out to do the property inspection? So I don't know. And then even anytime you call anything, right? You have to seriously, (laughs) you have to seriously call the number, you know, play Russian roulette on 
picking the right number and then say representative God knows how many times before you finally get a live human being to talk to. And then half the time they have absolutely no idea what you're talking about either. So I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a bummer to be honest. It's, it is a huge bummer that there is such a lack of customer service. Even when you go, you know, to Starbucks or to the grocery store. I, I have always been someone where I was, I will say, hi, how are you? How are you doing? How's your day going? You know? And I think it catches people by surprise because they're so used to not having that interaction with people. People walk up and they say, what can I get you? Not, hi, how are you? How's your day going? What would you like today? Um, I don't know. I just think it's a bummer because I think that you know, one of the things that my, I remember my dad saying years and years ago that stuck in my head is people like to do business with people they like. And that's so true. So, and, and I, I love, and that's one of the reasons why I'm like such a creature of habit as it comes to, you know, restaurants, especially because if I'm going to go somewhere and I'm treated well and the people get to know me, it's like, of course I want to go back and patronize that business. I want to spend my time and my money there because it's an enjoyable thing. Um, but it's, it's large in part due to customer service. And I just think it's so incredibly important. And with all of the automation and all of the the, the, the now, 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 that I want this now, I want this now, I want this now, kind of lifestyle that everybody's become accustomed to and wants, it's just gone by the wayside. And I, I think it's too bad. So anyway, sidebar, I wasn't really planning on talking about customer service, but a few hours ago, it took me like, you know, 20 minutes to get somebody to talk to at a bank when I really felt like it shouldn't have been that hard and I shouldn't have had to, you know, answer a million questions before I got routed to a customer service person. But I will say when I did finally get him, he was lovely. He was helpful. He understood my frustration and he solved the problem to the best of his ability. And it was satisfactory to me. So great job, us bank customer service. Um, I fell victim to the Ninja creamy. Now, if you haven't seen the Ninja Creamy, it's another product by Ninja. You know, they make the, I don't know, is it called a bullet? I I have one. I don't know what it's called, but it's like, you know, you make protein shakes and stuff in it, blend it up. Um, I also have their coffee maker and the Creamy is a magical, magical ice cream maker. I started seeing it all over TikTok. Um, A lot of the like health uh, health-minded accounts I follow were making ice cream with protein powder and almond milk and maybe like a lot of people put sugar-free pudding mix into these things, which I find fascinating and I'm also totally going to try it. But I was watching them and I thought, wow, that looks really good. But I also was like, do I need another contraption sitting on my counter because it's getting crowded Um, and I don't want a million contraptions for like one specific thing. Right. I'm just like, I have the air fryer, of course, because air fryers are totally multifaceted and they're amazing. But then there's the coffee maker. Then there's the Nespresso. Then there's the KitchenAid mixer stand. Um, the bullet thing. I mean, it's just, it's crowded. It's crowded and it's, it's unnecessary if we're really being honest, but I love ice cream. 
I absolutely love ice cream. And I also am of the strong belief that a pint of ice cream is not enough ice cream for four people. A pint of ice cream is for one person. So, and, and, and I will, I will fight on that. Like we all, there's no, nobody that disagrees with that. A pint of ice cream is one serving. It is not four. So when thinking about this and seeing this Ninja Creamy and thinking, well, wait a minute, if these people are making ice cream with almond milk and protein powder, and it's like what, 50 grams of protein and 300 calories, like that sounds like a big win to me. So I talked to my friend Stacy. I strongly trust her opinions on pretty much anything because she does a lot of research and she likes to try new shit. So she told me it is an absolute must. She said they've made all types of ice cream. She said her daughter's even made Dole Whip in it. And so as I was sitting there eating a pint of one of those, you know, it wasn't Halo Top, but one of those protein type ice creams that have a bunch of crap in them. I thought, well, this is dumb. Why don't I just buy the thing, make it myself, and then at least I know what's in it. And I can see, is this really worth the hype? Well, I'm going to tell you, it is absolutely worth the hype. This magical machine turns literally a cup of almond milk and two scoops of protein powder into the most creamy, delicious, oh, just frozen treat. It's kind of like the consistency of Froyo, but better, if you can believe that. Um, the only catch is that you have to like mix everything together and put it in its little pint and then put it in the freezer for 24 hours. So you can plan ahead. And I would strongly urge you to plan ahead because it's that good when you mix it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really foresee a lot of ice cream in my future for the foreseeable future. And, you know, you can also make regular ice cream in it too. It doesn't just have to be like anything with protein. There's all of these different functions. You can do gelato. You can do milkshakes. You can do um, acai bowls. You can do, I think there's even a sorbet one. I mean, so it really covers all the bases. And I got the the less fancy version. Um, the fancier version has like 11 different creations you can make. I think mine has seven, but it's more than sufficient for my needs. So anyway, yay for ice cream. Oh, you can mix stuff into it too, which I think is really cool. My brother and I were actually brainstorming the other night because one of our absolute favorite ice creams ever is peanut butter and chocolate from 31 flavors. And, you know, but we were, we were both commenting on how the, the, the magic of peanut butter and chocolate is that the peanut butter is just this thick peanut butter ribbon, but it's frozen through the chocolate ice cream. So I said, well, what if we just took peanut butter and took a piece of parchment paper and spread it thinly on the parchment paper and froze it. And then when make the chocolate protein ice cream, then take the peanut, the frozen peanut butter kind of ribbon, if you will, and put it in and then turn on the mix-in feature, it would just gently mix it in. And I think it would be a similar result. So I'm absolutely going to be trying that probably this weekend. So stay tuned for that update because if it is as amazing as I anticipate it to be, it's going to be a staple in my weekly diet for sure.
for sure. Um, I went to a concert over the weekend. Hadn't been to a concert in a while. I've actually been sitting here thinking, what was the last concert that I went to? And, oh, you know what? The last concert that I went to was Andrea Bocelli. And he's unbelievable. That was such a wonderful experience. I'm so glad I got to see him live. His voice is just mesmerizing. And he seems like such a kind soul. It was a really just nice evening of sitting down and listening to some beautiful music. Um, But that was, I think, in May. So it's July. So I guess not too long. Um, But I went to Luke Bryan over the weekend. Now, I really like him. I like him live, I think, better. I I think seeing him live made me appreciate his music more, if that makes sense. So I saw him live for the first time a couple of years ago. I mean, maybe I've seen him more than once. I'm not quite, or more than twice. I'm not quite sure. But anyways, a few years ago, my mom had said, I really would like to see Luke Bryan live. So I kind of logged that comment in the back of my head. And I thought, okay, when he comes around again, I will get us tickets to go. So he came through our area in 2021. So I got her and I tickets. I, I mean, I was I was excited to go. I was more excited to take her because I knew that she really wanted to see him. And I have to say, my expectations were massively exceeded. He's so much fun. He's funny. He interacts with the crowd. He sounds really great live. And I just really appreciate that. You know, there's something about an entertainer who can make a really big, uh, like arena or amphitheater feel really small. Um, Blake Shelton is also another person who can do that. He is just so commanding of the stage and he's so funny and he makes jokes. I saw him at the arena here in Sacramento right before COVID. And I remember leaving there and saying, oh my gosh, he literally made that massive arena feel like we were just in a dive bar watching a really great singer perform because he has just such a commanding presence. And Luke Bryan's similar to that. So the show the other night was great. It was absolutely packed, totally sold out. Um, I mean, people everywhere. It was just like great energy for the most part. A fight did break out behind us within like the first three songs. And I was like, why, why just help me understand why. But anyway, I think it got solved rather quickly. I kind of just moved to the side and continued watching the show, but it was a lot of fun and it's just always nice to go out and see live music. So speaking of live music this Friday night, I'm going to Taylor Swift. And when I tell you my level of excitement is off the charts, it really is. Um, I got asked and I was very honored and I still am to take one of my very dear friend's daughters. She was planning, uh, on taking her herself, but she had a conflict come up for work that she could not get out of. So she asked me to do the honors, which I enthusiastically immediately don't think I've ever responded to a text message as fast as I responded to that one with an absolutely, are you fucking kidding me? Hell yes. I can't wait. We're going to do this whole thing. So we've been figuring out our outfits. We've been talking about the playlist that we've been talking about the the set list because she does surprise songs and kind of going, well, I hope that she can sing this song or that song. Um, We got together. We made friendship bracelets. We mapped out our plan of attack for 
the whole day and night. Oh my gosh. So incredibly excited. So I can't wait. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that show and how just the energy in there feels because, you know, like every friend that I have that's already gone, I mean, she's been doing this like massive tour. She's been to so many U.S. cities. After she wraps up in the U.S., she's going to go, I don't know if she goes to Europe first or if she goes to South America first, but she's doing that, Canada or Australia, and then she just added Canada. So, I mean, she's really covering the globe with this tour. She plays for three and a half hours. She has such a vast, you know, song book to choose from. So the set list has been out there, you know, since night one. Um, she does two surprise songs. She, so what that means is because obviously, you know, she can't sing every single song on every single album, which I'm sure every Swifty would be totally down for because, you know, she's not the one of those singers where people only listen to the songs that are released. Like Swifties listen to the entire album and know every single song. And so everybody wants to hear everything and everybody has their own favorites. So that's why when she does these surprise songs, there's like a running list floating around the internet of all the songs that she has sang, all the songs that she hasn't sang. So those of us who are still going can say, oh, okay, well, of the ones that aren't on the regular set list, these are the ones that I hope that she does for surprise songs. So, I mean, it's it's wild. The Swifty community is like the probably one of the strongest like standhoods I have ever paid attention to. I know there's some other big ones out there like with Lady Gaga, Beyonce. Um, I mean, sure, gosh, I don't even know. But the Swifties are are a force, that is for sure. And what I think is going to be so neat about this show is, you know, I mean, you can go to shows often and maybe you'll have a friend who's there and maybe one of the, one of the friends will say like, oh, I don't really know this artist that well, but you know, they had an extra ticket. So I decided to come like Taylor Swift is going to be an entire stadium full of people who are diehard fans who know every single word to every single song. I can only imagine how tired I'm going to be the day after, how hoarse I'm going to be from singing along, and probably how sore my feet are going to be from all of the walking, jumping, dancing, moving, just going with the flow the whole time. But I can't fucking wait. It's going to be awesome. So that is uh, on the horizon. Um, Yeah. So... That's kind of my my short list of things for the week. Um, I was laughing. One of my one of my guy friends texted me the other day, and he said, "You know what's funny about listening to a podcast when it's somebody that you know talking?" He said, "I'm sitting there listening as I'm driving to work, and I'm like talking back to you, like you can hear me even though you can't." So I thought that that was hilarious because I do that too, even with people's podcasts who I don't know them in real life. You know, when you like watch somebody on YouTube enough or you listen to their podcast enough, you literally feel like you know them, even though you don't. And you just, I mean, I do it all the time. I'll be like, oh my God, here's what, here's the answer you're looking for. Or they'll say something. I'm like, no, you're wrong. That's wrong. This is what's right. But anyway, I thought that that was sweet. So I hope that everyone is having a great week. I hope that everyone is living it up and getting to enjoy their summertime And if you have kids that are going back to school or have already gone back to school, I hope that has gone well. I think it's wild that kids go back to school in July and August when, when we were kids, 
we didn't go back to school till after Labor Day. And Labor Day still seems like eons away, even though like we're going to blink and it's August on Tuesday. So anyway, that is it for me today. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm still lining up some guests. We're going to do a handful of in-person recordings coming up soon. So I'm really looking forward to that. Have some really fun people who are going to be able to talk about their big round twos and their little round twos. And I think that the discussion will be a really fun one. So I hope everyone has a great week and I will talk to you soon. And remember, if you want to give a follow on Instagram, it is at round two podcast and I will see you next week.